Mm. You've got to be bold enough to ride the journey and have faith in yourself and that and in the universe. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah show, kicking off 2019 with somebody that has really touched our hearts. And we like to call her Nona because she is the grandmother we all wish we had. She's classy. She's graceful. She's full of wisdom and with a loving energy that just oozes out of her. She leads a team of over 135,000 people in the business of network marketing and She knows how to run an organization like a pro. She's taught me to care about all people all the time. And she's taught me that through example. She truly cared and loved on Natalie and I well before she knew our names. And that's saying something. The Nat and Sarah show has kicked off 2019 by talking about some of the dreams of our life and how we have manifested them into existence. But I'd love that conversation to continue with you, Irene. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're a dream advocate. And I'm not sure you know this, but three years ago, when we attended a business growth event together, you know, you really went to bat for me in my dreams. You wouldn't let my excuses, the chatter in my head. Um, You know, I had plenty of well-meaning justifications for why I didn't need to dream anymore, but you just wouldn't hear of it. And I would love to know from you, why do you believe it's important that each person dream? Thanks, Sarah. It's so so wonderful uh, to kick off uh, the year speaking um, with you and to your listeners. Everything starts with a dream. Everything starts with a dream. You know, even when you're going to be building a home, you imagine yourself in an environment that has a certain wonderful energy and that's how you start building your home is because you're dreaming of living in that home. 
The same as Steve Jobs started with Apple because he had a vision, he had a dream. And, and everything, if you dream big enough and, and you really tap into what is important to you, the do is the easy part. It's the dream and it's that, you know, that big dream that people have forgotten. People of, of ask a child about their dream and they'll tell you it's easy. It's easy. They're going to be Batman, Superwoman in the same day. Everything is possible. They're going to fly that plane. They're going to put out that fire. But what happens as we go through life, we start beginning to fit into a mould and suddenly you're comparing ourselves. Suddenly we're not good enough. Suddenly we don't look like that. And we think that what we carried so deep in our heart and our soul, it just is beginning to, to becoming a heavy thing and, it, and life itself is taking control and is smothering what we had there in the beginning. And how do, we, so, how do we stop that, Irene? How do we kind of come back to this childlike nature? It's by just asking that when somebody said to me, if you could have anything that you want before your time is up in life, what would it be? And, of course, it's not something that you're just going to think, oh, yes, this is what I want. Because we're somehow conditioned to thinking that, we can't think of ourselves. We've got to think of our families. We've got other people to think of. We've got to think of the, the debts that we have. And we've got, to, we've got to be realistic, you know. We've got to be realistic. And therefore, the dream gets smothered. But when, if you could just take yourself away for 24 hours, and in my case, it took a good part of a week to think, okay, what is it? I knew how I felt. Uh, you know, in a per in a situation of when we used to go back to Italy, coming out from migrant families, and I was so fortunate enough to be born in Australia. But every time I went back to Italy, and it was time to leave, I could tell you I felt my heart was just pulled out of my chest, and I was just it was just pulsating on the runway. Hmm. But that's because of the love I had for going back to Italy, where I did feel like home. But I never had thought about that. But during this week when this question was asked and, and I had to think, okay, if this is it, and I wasn't thinking about my husband or my children or anyone else, if I, I Irene, could experience anything before my time is up on this life, it would be to go back to have my own property in Italy, not to go back as a tourist, to go back as a resident, to have my, have, have my soil, have, feel the soil in my hands. And the more I spoke about it, I could feel this clay-like substance in my hand. I had a vision of this house. I, I, could, I could imagine myself immersing amongst the vineyards. I could see myself, I could smell the, set of the smell of this cellar in this property long before I knew what it was like. Because I could just imagine, you know, travelling with a credit card and, and a passport and just getting on and off the plane and just living there. 
And it, it took five years mm. for us to realise that dream. I found the house with the cellar, that smell that was drawing me. And I knew, I knew, I actually had it, I found it on the internet and became my screensaver. And it was just a matter of time. Anything is possible. If you put it out to the universe, you are going to be challenged. But if it is important enough, you never let go of your ideals. Never. Well, I felt like you brought me right into that home in Tuscany with the cellar. Like I felt like I was right there. So thank you for, for demonstrating how you speak your dream into existence because we just got to experience it. And the question that was gnawing at me as you were talking was, where does that capacity to speak like that about a dream come from? Because I think you just shared something really important about when you're dreaming, one of the voices that some people might have in their head, Irene, is, what about my family? What about my partner? What about my children? You know, I think that that can become an initial distraction to our dream. But then for you to carry that for five years and to speak it into existence, like what's the origin of this kind of passion and belief for life? Life is, is just so passing and you know, we talked about prior about, you know, your parents believing in you. Mm. We talk about that. And the important thing is, unless you believe in yourself, how can you actually say to your child, you can achieve anything because I believe in you. Mm. If you don't believe in yourself, mm. how can that be? It can't be. Children are fooled. Children will, will do what you do. When they see you saying to them, when you say to your child, you can do whatever you want, as I say to our grandchildren now, if it matters enough, you will achieve it. If it matters enough, never give up on it. You will achieve it. Instead of saying, oh, you've got to be realistic. What is realistic? Realistic is a cop-out. Realistic is a cop-out. If it matters enough, it will happen. And with it mattering enough, do you, do you kind of like poke at that, Irene, in order when you're in that um, space for a week, really conjuring what do I really want? How did you um, sort of ensure that it matters enough or maybe even like um i'm just thinking of a flame to be honest like as if it's a flame that's burning and maybe for some people it's only embers you know it's 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 mild how do you actually stoke it so that it becomes this roaring powerful um desire it's a, that's a really good question and like um, the, the image of you people uh, tampering with the flame because they're afraid that if it gets too big mm-hmm. and they also shrink to the size of the flame where they can control it instead of just giving it oxygen and giving it life. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we afraid of? Afraid of... The saddest thing that I hear is when I hear people say, 
oh, if only, if only I had have done that. Oh, I dream, dreamt of having a house in Tuscany, but it's too late. That is unforgivable because where you find most dreamed goals and aspirations, do you know where they are? Where? They're in the graveyard. <laughs> They're in the graveyard. They're buried six foot under with the people everyone has dreams. And to be able to bring out that and to show people how it is important. And if our family, if I was to have changed the DNA of our family, it was up to me. I had to go first. And And Because people are listening, Irene, and you sound like you're 25, but your wisdom sounds like you're 100. Um, Your dream of living in Italy, of being a resident, did it occur, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reticent to ask a woman to, to tell her age. So what I'm asking is, did it happen in your 20s or your 30s, your 40s? Like when did this dream happen for you so that people can really stop believing that it's too late is what I'm trying to get at. Yes, absolutely. No, once again, a great question. In my 20s, um, traveling to Europe, you know, was was exciting. And in my 30s, always wanting this yearning to go back, this yearning, every opportunity to go back and to experience it. And it wasn't until I had this conversation of everything that was possible. Now, when we started in this industry, we were, I was um, 55. And it was, it was 55. And um starting to dream 55 so it was probably when i was 57 and now i'm 66 and um, this year i'll be 67 so you know it's never too late it's never too late imagine had i given up on myself how would my how would my family be how would my 11, soon to be 12 grandchildren have without me saying anything is possible if you want it bad enough? Never give up on it. And they can see what their nonna has done and believe in themselves instead of just saying, well, just study. That's okay. Just have a little holiday. We'll see. We'll see. No. You can do whatever you want. Dream big. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Hmm. Wow, what a legacy. You're, what a nona you are. Because, and, and you're a nona for your grandchildren, but you also lead a huge organization of people with lives and, and things that matter to them. So how do you incorporate dreaming into how you teach and guide people to success? It's very, it's very, very simple, uh, Sarah. When you are passionate about what you do, which is how we feel about this incredible industry and our company. And you begin to, you notice people, you see the ones that are bursting for change and you suddenly see the qualities that reminded you of yourself. There are other people that aren't quite ready and that need a little bit of care and nurture into it giving them permission to dream. Mm. 
Everyone can dream. People love listening to other people's stories because it's like a storybook. And I say, instead of reading somebody else's story, what about creating your own story where your family, your future generations can read your story? Mm-hmm. So when, you know, dealing with so many different personalities, it's, I love, I love that every day you never know who you, who's going to come into your life and seeing that person, seeing through the eyes of where they're at and then encouraging them and giving them permission to say, this is what I want. This is what I want for my family because I deserve it. I've done so much in my life and now it's my time. And do you think, I, I'm just like, wondering if some women especially are listening when you say this is my dream in my life do you think how how do you kind of talk to a woman around her guilt that she might have around the word my because I know there's a bit of that huh there's a lot of that once again it's conditioning Mm -hmm. and there's certain generations that have it have a heavier load than the younger generations so Understand that I always say to them, you are worth it. You are here to make a difference. You are here when your your mother held you for the first time in her arms. She looked at you and thought she wanted so much for you. There was so much. And this is it. It is your right. Every one of us play a part in this universe. And, you know, to say to them, we as women are so powerful, powerful beyond means. We can make and break. That's how we are. Mm. So if in so many ways, if a woman wants to change the DNA of her family, wants to give her family, then Mm. she has to go first. And let's face it, a lot of women raise children on their own. A lot of women work two or three jobs in order to do things for their children. Mm. But we can show them an easier way. Mm -hmm. And we can show them a bigger picture where they can play a bigger part Mm -hmm. through our industry. But it does, it takes a lot when you've got to, because, you know, we've always been made to feel guilty or that we're selfish if we think of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But nothing is going to eventuate if you just play a small part and just follow, follow, follow the lead. Someone has got to go first. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because if the guilt is that who am I to do it, it's in a way who am I to think that somebody else is going to do it. So, so if you imagine somebody um, sitting there moving beyond their guilt and then feeling like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Are there some questions that someone could ask themselves to like allow themselves to, to get in touch with or receive the dreams that are coming their way? Yeah, I think, I think the biggest one was, really taking yourself aside, taking yourself somewhere by yourself and just thinking, imagining, Mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, without any limitations, without thinking about the dollar sign, or without thinking about how much is it going to cost me to do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of myself when I ask this question, mm-hmm. like just putting it out there regardless. I'm going to have my own property in Tuscany. I'm going to do this. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I just knew that this is what I wanted. This is where I was meant to be. I was going to have this land and I could imagine. And then as I started getting excited about it, I started buying things here in Australia, thinking that one day I'm going to take them back to my house in Tuscany. You know, I started, I planted down the driveway of my home here on the coast, cypress trees. Of course, they only lasted um, two years because the sea salt ate them. But I started, this is how real it became. It became so painfully real. I knew, I knew, you know, I, I bought, I saw this house on the internet. I and I've got to tell you how certain I was. And fortunately, I had a very supportive husband who, I, if the roles were reversed, I don't know how I would have dealt with it. But he came along and be, my dream became his dream. Mm. But I remember we were in Sydney with our team and I actually had a conversation with the person who owned this home in, in Tuscany and I offered the full amount of money. I don't even know how I was getting the money, but I offered the full amount. <laughs> That's how certain I was because it became, as the years went, the more I knew it was real. I knew it was only a matter of time. I could see it. It was real. It was only a matter of time. And it's all there. We've all got it. We have all got it. It's the fear that key holds you back. The fear of the questions of saying, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen to you. How are you going to come up with that money? People are going to think you're mad. How can you do that when you're about to lose your home? How can you do that? And people start putting all that doubt and eventually, like everything else, you think, yeah, you're right. Mm. I can never do that. I might go there on a holiday once. Mm. That's how it is. To say no. Do you have the chatter as well, but you you know its place, or do you not hear the chatter? When we started in this industry, and we had lost half a million dollars in the day, we're about to lose the house, and I knew what was happening in the U.S. because initially we came in purely for health reasons. And then I saw what was happening in the U.S. And I thought, if it happens for them, it's going to happen for me. And initially, with that urgency, because we'd lost half a million dollars, we didn't want the kids to know. And I just put myself out there. And I did have the chatter. And the chatter was going, as I was driving, I would be going like this. I'd be at the traffic signs flicking flicking my fingers on my shoulder with the chatter, thinking, when I'm a millionaire, come back and we'll have this conversation. And kept on going. Stop it, stop it, stop it. When I'm a millionaire, come back to me and we'll have this conversation. Who do you think you are? You're not going to be good, good enough. People aren't going to believe you. How, how, how do you think you're going to compare? How do you think this and that? 
But I just kept on saying, get out of my face when I'm a millionaire, come back and I'll answer the question. And then when it happened five years later, I sat down and I said, come on, he's got questions for me and they didn't show up. <laughs> no so cool. It's the way it was. And it, and so, you know, as you, you start evolving and you're thinking, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. And if you truly believe, if you truly believe, the universe presents itself. Mm. And when they realise that you're never going to give up on your dreams and your goals and your aspirations, suddenly it will appear. Mm. You've got to be bold enough to ride the journey and have faith in yourself and that and in the universe. Beautiful. And, I mean, something that you said um, at the beginning about reality, you know, you were kind of like reality gets in the way for people. And when you were describing your dream with all of the senses, the smells, there was a vision to it, but there was a feel to your dream. When you were describing that, and even the cypress trees that you planted in, per, you know, in Perth, Australia, I mean, you created a new reality even before your feet were on the soil in Tuscany. And so to me, you're redefining this idea, this relationship with reality, because, you know, for me, reality is when people say it in a negative way or it holds them back, it's as if reality is a thing that is happening to them. So, you know, the control lie outside. Whereas what I heard from you was, I'm going to flick these voices off my shoulder. I'm going to create this reality for myself. I'm going to make an offer and I'm going to see and allow the universe to rise up to meet me. And, and so I just love what you um, painted there because we all have that choice, you know, and I do believe it takes on momentum. Like you said, that over time that we, you know, it, it flows a little bit more uh, as you go with it. Um, and the voices realize, well, I better not talk to Irene cause she's not listening to me anyway. Um, so Irene, it's the start of a new year. It's that time, especially, you know, in, in our business where people are really motivated for change. How would you encourage people to take or to stoke the fires of their dreams for 2019? I love this question, Sarah. I would say take time out. Okay. Journal in your book of how you see yourself in the next 12 months, this time next year, where will you be? With who? What do you see? How far ahead has your life changed in 12 months? How have you changed your family's opportunity in 12 months? Think about it. How exciting is that? You know, and understand that you are so worthy you are so unique and so special. Everyone is waiting for you to go first, to give them permission for something great in their life. People are watching and they're just wanting someone to be bold enough to take that first step and say, yes, let's all follow Sarah. She's on a mission. We're not quite sure what she's doing, but we want some of what she's doing. Mm. You know, 
when we talked about people shrinking, it's like when you see children, when you've got them at home and they're little and they're dreaming big and you see them with capes in the backyard and they're about to jump off and they're, you know, going around a shopping center with the mask because they believe that they are Batman and whatever. And then suddenly we go into institutions or school and I see it and suddenly they're put into a uniform and they're told when, you know, they have to ask to be, go to the bathroom and they're told what time they can have recess and lunch and what days they can play sports and what time they can go home. We are then put into like an institution of telling us how we behave and how we get graded and all those dreams get pushed aside because we're expected to behave in a certain way. But if you can go back to when you were a child and how you really felt and people that you admired, you know, people that you admired, whether they were on the TV or whether it was a teacher and, and go back and start bringing up those childlike wonders in you mm. and saying they're still there. They're still there. Let's just peel back the layers and give them life. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. Just to cap off, and it's okay if you don't feel comfortable with this, but um, someone I know that you admire um, is your father. And would you feel comfortable reading his words? Because for me, there isn't a greater poet than what you read me, and it really impacted me to hear that. And I just thought what a gift we could give people to start off their 2019 your father's legacy. Imagine if you told your father, Hey dad, one day you're going to be on a podcast <laughs> and he'd say, what's a podcast. So let's um, bring this Italian man onto the podcasting platform. Irene, 2019. Well, I'm sharing it. So I hope that all of you have an imagination and can imagine it's a little tin frame and it's a paper that he typed on his tick, tick, tick typewriter and it's all bent over at the back. But he had this on his desk and I am fortunate to be custodian of it. So it goes like this. Youth is not a time of life. It is a state of mind. Nobody grows old by merely living a number of years. People only grow old by deserting their ideals. Years wrinkle the skin, but to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. Worry, doubt, self-distrust, fear and despair. These are the long, long years that bow the head and turn the growing spirit back to dust. Whether 70 or 16, there is in every being's heart the love of wonder, the sweet amazement at the stars and star-like things and thoughts the undaunted challenges of events, the unfailing childlike appetite of what next, the joy of the game of life. You are as young as your faith, as old as your doubt, as young as your self-confidence, as old as your fear, as young as your hope, as old as your despair. What a man. Oh, I just really feel honored that we can um, hear his words yeah. in our day and age. And youth is a state of mind. 
And I'm so glad to be youthful with you, Irene. I just want to thank you with all my heart for kicking off 2019, really speaking dreams into people. You spoke them into my life years ago, and I feel like we're right back there. Just in an instant, youth is a mindset. It's a state of mind. So what better way to start fresh than by tapping into this childlike spirit within all of us? And I, I appreciate you. I really do. And I appreciate you and thank you, Sarah. Yeah, much love. You've impacted our lives so much, my, my life and Nat's life. And now you're doing that with our growing community. So I can't thank you enough. Make every moment matter. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to... Put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.